Welcome, welcome to No Notes. Notes. I'm Colby. And I'm Alex. And welcome back. So how are you surviving this atmospheric river? This is like round number two in like three days. It's really wet outside. It's really wet. And the tree branches. Can I tell you something? Sure. I've been driving with a nail in my tire for about <laughs> six months. No, no. And Hermione. And Hermione. My car's name is Hermione. So she's um, been through so much, girl. I know every like three days I have to put air in the tire because it gets <laughs> the light comes on and I'm so lazy. I don't want to get the tire fixed. Also, it's like 500 extra dollars. <laughs> and how long's your commute? Uh, so it takes about 20. Well, I go to the gym in the morning and then from the gym to my work in the morning, it's about 15 minutes. So every like three days, I just have to put air in it and it's good. You're too busy buying de designer shirts to I replace know. your tires. I have a 2010 Corolla. She's from high school and I've, I've just, I'm driving her until she says she, stop. And as I said, she's been through so much. I know. And I do this thing where I add names to inanimate objects. And, I do that too. And suddenly I, I start. You, you, you feel emotionally attached yeah. to it. I also heard that's like a sign of mental illness. Yes. Well, girl, where do you know you have that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Well. Uh, as always, we're going to begin this week, uh, this episode with tops and bottoms for the new folks. We flip a coin to decide which one of us will discuss a top, aka the highlight of the week, and the other will discuss a bottom or something bad that happened this week. So I have a coin. Do you want heads or tails? I want heads for tops. Okay, let's see. Oh, shit. <laughs> heads. Sweet. Um, so my top of the week is the beef between Megan and Nikki. And I bring this up because you are yeah. a self-admitted barb. So here's the thing. I don't, it's sad that we just released the, those episodes and it, although now we're, we're paying the price for it. Exactly. I recorded the episode where I said I'm a barb probably in this, like sometime in December and it like here we go days later the whole beef with nikki and and megan started and now i feel like i have to kind of like address it mm -hmm. so here we goes should, we should explain <laughs> what happened first in case our listeners well how far I do gotta, we go back i gotta stop calling them listeners they're velmas the velmas okay so in case the velmas don't know which <laughs> you'd have to be living under a rock to not know <laughs> but there's beef going on between Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj yeah. where and it originated from Megan releasing the track Hiss, right? Well, no, it originated with Megan getting shot at <laughs> by Tory Lanez. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. So she got shot at right. by Tory Lanez, got shot in the foot. Uh he was tried and a jury of 12 found him guilty of assaulting her with a semi automatic or a uh, firearm. Um Megan testified, but for some reason, the entire industry of music has said Megan is lying, even though a jury of 12 people, which, you know, my background, like I'm a huge criminal justice advocate. If 12 people agreed that something happened beyond a reasonable doubt, it happened. Like it's so hard in today's world to get 12 people to agree on anything. Mm -hmm. So the fact that 12 people who don't know her, heard her testimony unanimously, unanimously concluded beyond a reasonable doubt that this happened. It happened. Like there is no higher standard. And for the entire music industry or, you know, a portion of it to say Megan is, is lying is ridiculous. Like it's fucked up. Like she is a victim of a crime. 
she got severely hurt. Like we should be protecting her. Right. So you're right. It does go a little bit further back, but then where things escalated and that's like the most recent, like what's caused all this online beef and stuff, I think is the song hiss that Megan dropped. And that was that on like a Thursday or a Friday. It was, I think a little bit earlier. I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. So she drops hiss, which has (laughs) some disrespectful, (laughs) I guess, it, it was references. stupid. The line was, uh, they don't have to be worried about no, Megan. They're the, worried about Megan's, Megan's law. law. Yeah. And Nikki is famously married to a uh, attempted rape convict. Right, which Megan's law is, uh, it's a California legislation, right? Uh, every state has a, like a, a version. Yeah, in the California, it's penal, penal code 290 where you have to register as a sex offender. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that, that's... Which is like, uh, is that could apply clear, to anyone? Is it, yeah, I was gonna say, is it even clearly directed at Nikki? No. But I mean, if she took offense to it, she might. She should probably wonder why. Or, um, yeah, or maybe write a letter first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Nikki like has. It was either like an Instagram live or TikTok live, yeah. where she can't even be seen on camera, but she's just like. Yeah, it like saying like. It sounds like an insane asylum. Like if she was in a padded room. Okay, like, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out. So the, the track is released. It's, you know, Bigfoot. Yes. It's not a great song. Um, Colby on his close friends list posted it and said, wow, I didn't know Nikki could still rap. And it was a bad rap. And the sound, the audio quality is. It sounds like she's like being, she's like in the trunk of a car, and someone's recording from three feet away. Well, I was sort of being sarcastic. No, you weren't. But no, also, you weren't. I, the reason I, I kind of liked it is just how unhinged it was. But also, it felt like Roman, you know? Like, uh, yeah, definitely. So it, it wasn't that I thought like it was an a objectively good song yeah. or anything i just was like wow you dropped uh pink friday too when you could have given us more of this roman energy yeah is where i was coming from i mean that's the sad thing about this all is that nikki is such a great artist like she could be amazing if she didn't have these like stupid totally but, and also i think that there's something wrong like probably we need to talk about the kindification of like artists that should be a whole nother episode yeah but yes. kanye Britney, Nikki, there's something that's not going on in the music industry. Maybe it's the all the power going to their heads. Maybe it's a I mean, combination it's, it's, of drugs. Yeah, I Maybe think there's it's so like many things probably happening. Their but trauma. It's bad though. Something's happening to them. They need. She needs to stick down. And I. It's hard to see um, two powerful women of color like go at each other too, yeah. and when they could be like lifting each other up. Which and I'll put have, more of this on Nikki, yeah. frankly. Um, but. It's honestly, it sucks for both and there's like not really a winner and it sucks for like their fans and their fans are being unhinged online doing all sorts of crazy things. But what I also wanted to highlight was, did you see that Azalea Banks got brought into it? No. Oh my God. So people were trying to drag Azalea Banks in this just to get her opinion because, you know, she has unhinged and like really deranged opinions on all sorts of things. And so she made like a video on it too and was saying that Nikki is in desperate times because of uh, she hasn't had her ass fixed. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I know that the kind of work that Nikki needs done is really expensive to have all that stuff moving into different places God around the, her cheeks. Yeah. Uh, but 
and I'm not an Azalea Banks fan for a lot of reasons, but uh, I just thought it was crazy just how much this keeps escalating. Yeah. God. Um, well, my bottom of the week is SNL. Did you see their newest episode? Oh, I didn't. They was had... It, was this one a heavy... Uh, they had... Uh, Bowen episode or no? Yeah, they, I mean, they had Bowen, but um, the reason why it's my bottom of the week is because they had Nikki Haley. And oh. they're doing this thing where they're like making Nikki... Haley seem like the reasonable candidate compared to Trump and like, yes, Trump is crazy and Nikki is better, but she's not good either. She's the no. one that famous. They're like giving her this platform. Just like, first of all, she's not a comedian. She's not a, like you're, if you're going to have a politician on there, it's because you're in some way supporting what they're saying. It could be a little bit of SNL trying to seem a little bit more balanced just because they had so much content around Trump before. But then you bring that up in the context of like a Democrat versus Republican, not two Republicans where one is batshit insane. And this other chick is just a bad politician. Like her politics are bad as well. And it's unfortunate. I mean, if Nikki becomes the, uh, you know, the lead for the Republican, well, unless Trump becomes ineligible, which it seems like he, a, not anytime he, soon. Right. Another bad. But let's week. say, you know, Nikki does become the, the party's pick. It seems like it would be hard for Biden to win against that. Just her age, um, you know, for a lot yeah. of a lot of reasons. And what people are forgetting is it's not just Nikki you get. It's all the people that come with her into her cabinet. Yeah. I mean, that was some of the worst part of Trump's administration. It wasn't just Trump. It was his yeah. disastrous uh, cabinet appointees. We're probably going to have some more Supreme Court justice nominees yeah. in the next few Thomas years. Thomas and Alito are like 70s. And if the bench goes any more conservative, I yeah. mean, look, at we're already paying the price for the last uh, conservative administration. So, no, we absolutely can't afford, um, you know, conservative. Any, any, yeah, any position. Yeah. So shame on you, SNL. Like, come on. Yeah, I agree. Or at least be funny. And it wasn't even a funny skit. Ugh. Well. Terrible. Anyway, on a lighter note. Happy almost Valentine's. God, it is almost Valentine's, isn't it? I, w- I will say January always drags on for me. This was like the fastest January of my life, I think. So I always look forward to January because it's my, at the end of the month is my birthday. Because you love January 6th? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, no, because the 29th, I have my birthday with Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. We're both very similar because, you know, we're both successful in everything we do. Uh. But it, that's why I'm always looking forward towards the end of January. I don't think January takes, it, it doesn't feel long. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but we're getting out, we're now in February. Yeah, we're already in February. And, and yeah. it's almost Valentine's Day. It's almost Valentine's Day. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Yes and no. Um, I think it used to mean a lot more to me than it does now. I'll say that. Like, like, what do you mean? I just think all the holidays have become a little too commercial for me. They're very transactional. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get, like, Christmas, an example. I don't want to get every single person I know a fucking gift. Like, I, like, sometimes they're, my existence should be the present, <laughs> you know? Um, I feel like I should send you a bill for your present sometimes. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, like, I think as a kid, Valentine's Day was amazing it was the shit in elementary school what did you love about it well you would get um a valentine's day do you remember the the valentine grams mm-hmm, i do so the way my elementary school worked is that you had to get a, a gram for everyone 
like the oh. day, the couple days before Valentine's That's so Day, California. Yeah, I know. Uh, before the Valentine's Day, uh, we would have like a day where we would make uh, a basket for the grams to be collected mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So it was like super fun. You'd get your like you'd go to the store. You'd try to like find a Valentine's Day gram that no one else is gonna have. Yep. And then you'd write some no. I I think I was like pretty generic. I'd write one for everyone, and you'd have um a, a, like a candy attached to it, and I would. I, like I would be, I'd, I'd get so much adrenaline from getting these gifts from people. You just want to read praise about you. Yeah. And then every year I'd also just like hope that people would tell me that they love me. There was this one girl um, in fifth grade. It, her name was Ashley. She was like very popular girl. And I you know at the time I didn't really know I was gay. Like I knew I had like you know, feelings for guys, but like I didn't know I was gay. I was always wanting the attention of this girl named Ashley. She was popular. She was pretty. I remember we, Valentine's Day was there and, you know, I got my gram from her and she didn't tell me that she loved me. So I felt very disappointed. And then. And you're not holding a grudge. Not holding a grudge. Um, But, uh, oh God. She created this rule named the Ashley rule. So, um. We like right when we started um, school together, I knew who she was, but she didn't know who I was. Wait, what do you mean she created this role? Uh, you'll get, I'll get to it. So I had told a couple people, I think Ashley is really, really pretty. And the word got back to her. And then that's how she found out who I was. This was like a big, like when we first started um, at school. I was sitting next to a friend. She comes up and sits on the other side of the friend and goes, is that Alex? And my friend goes, yeah. And she goes, ew. <laughs> and I wanted to die. Like, um, and so that's why to this day, Aww. I don't approach people because like, I'm afraid that they're going to go, ew. Oh my God. Isn't that so sad? That is sad. I mean, I'm, I was kind of laughing, but it is also, <laughs> just because I can, it's I funny. can see it happening, but also that's so sad that you're still living uh, with this trauma. It's the Ashley rule. I do not, I like, like yeah, I have only, you looked her up now? She's probably doing bad. You should look her up. I, I yeah. want to hear more. Report back God, to us yeah. about what I'll, she's I'll, doing. Yeah, next week I'll have an and update. then let's send her this episode. Uh, so, did you have like a Valentine's Day gram or like? Yeah, um, sort of. So I remember that we would create these little, um, like out of shoe boxes, like a mailbox kind of thing. And you would keep it in your like cubby area and people throughout the week would just deposit their gram into that. Oh, not even on like Valentine's Day? It was through the week of Valentine's. I I think it was just to give people opportunity. Did you have to get everyone one? No. (gasps) No, it was definitely a game of popularity. Oh, yeah. I would have been I would have just stolen or I would have purchased my own (laughs) stuffed it. Like, wow, another one. I remember being at the kitchen table and um like reading them aloud to my mom <laughs> it's like look at how much praise i'm getting wow fat ass colby oh my god mom uh, oh god. that's so funny but it is true like there's something a little bit more endearing about it um from childhood of, of just that playfulness around it and less of just you know having to buy flowers for someone or some gift yeah. like jewelry or something and then like 
an expensive dinner yeah. that never ends up bringing good because it's always a prefix kind of exactly. deal. Exactly, and it's so it's way more expensive. Totally, and it's sh- the quality hasn't changed. The service is bad because the restaurant's full and they're like the same staff levels are less. So yeah, it's just I don't I don't know. These holidays are never that great to me. Have you ever had like a Valentine's Day that sticks out as great in your head? I feel like I should say yes, but. Nothing comes to mind. No, I've never had a memorable Valentine's Day. Like, I feel like it's more by the numbers. Like, I feel like I have to do like, so I actually made like, I have a, in my head what to do. If Valentine's Day falls on a weekend, you make a dinner reservation. Mm -hmm. No gift exchange. Mm -hmm. The dinner is going to be so expensive. If it falls during the week, no reservation, I get them a gift. Okay. And the gift nice always under a hundred. Yeah, I agree with that. Have you noticed any differences between like gay Valentine's Day and, and straight Valentine's Day? There's more bottoming. Oh, do you think that there should be uh sex during Valentine's oh, Day? Oh, that's a tricky question. I mean, I never think there should be like an expectation of sex, right? Yeah. Um but I think it's like the last three I mean, Valentine's obviously Day have you had sex? Oh girl, um, I don't know. I don't, I know, I don't think so. Um, I, so I don't think like you should necessarily expect it of anyone, but at the same time, like it's a romantic holiday in mm-hmm. theory, yeah. right? And obviously, you as sex is a part of but romance. There's nothing romantic or sexy about planning. Yeah. Also, if you're going to go out and eat like a big three course, right? Too, like, and you only eat pasta and cheese, carbs, carbs. Yeah. So, like, says, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's the last thing I want to do after like eating yeah. a bunch. Um, but it's, yeah. Yeah. And again, if the Valentine's Day falls on the weekday, yeah. I don't, you know, I have a really tight work and gym routine. Like I'm not going to stay up. <laughs> I thought you were about to say whole. And whole. Uh, <laughs> I go to sleep at 930. So I'm not going to stay when up. When you're going to squeeze it in. When, literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And eating again. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. If if it falls on the weekday, no sex. I, I will say weekend. though, yes. I love getting gifts, and almost, that's your love language, uh, though. It is, and almost everyone gets this wrong for me because you know they think I want something no. flashy or designer. I'm like, I buy no, this for myself all the, the time. Opposite. I want exactly. I would never get you like I can never live up to your expectation of a like a. I don't have that's the thing. I don't have that producer. expectation of anyone. You know, right. like I really enjoy a thoughtful. Gift, what, like what something, would be a gift? something you've picked up on that just in passing that maybe I haven't even thought of, you know, mm-hmm. I love when people do that sort of stuff like that to me is more, is more like demonstrative of love yeah. and, and, you know, your affection than some com- like, you know, yeah. like luxury designer item, something like that. I 100% agree. I think the, the best gifts are always like quirky things about the person. Yeah. That you pick up on. Like, just give me like a little, um, you know, stack of your pubic hair with your ribbon around it, Alex. Yeah. And that'll be, yeah. I'll just be like, oh, he's Another with me one. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the collection of the hair he left on my couch. God. Um, uh, do you think that there is uh, like a, a price range that you look at, like when you buy a gift for Valentine's Day or do you not care? I mean, I agree with you a hundred or less, but honestly, I think of even... You know, really simple gifts. Like, I think here's a, a little candle. treat. Here's like some cupcakes. Yeah. You know, have like, you ever gotten flowers? 
No, but you know what? I've always wanted an edible arrangement. Like the chocolate covered strawberries and, and stuff bananas like that? and stuff. Like yeah. I know it's going to be awful, okay. but I've always like when I worked in like old school corporate All America, bitches always I got wanted it. someone to send me an edible arrangement. So there was, I used to work um, at this office and they, there was a really, really, really pretty uh, co- colleague and she would get flowers left. So she is so pretty. Like uh, male models follow her on Instagram. Wow. She would get flowers all the time, like random people that would pop in would just deliver her flowers. It's kind of like straight guy thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, what's wrong with me? You know, why don't I have that? Why don't you choose me? Why don't you (laughs) love me? Um, So, yeah, there is something about like flowers and and arrangements that like. It's more straight. It's more straight, but there is like, I could see why. Like, it's just like a really nice surprise. Yeah. Like a gay Valentine's gift is like your partner's wearing a new cock ring. Yeah. You know. Ooh, speaking of, have you ever been gifted or gifted sexy underwear? For Valentine's Day or any? I don't think so. I don't think a lot of people would under, like, they would get it wrong. You know, like the kind of underwear I would like. So what do you have? Like, what is the underwear that you like? There's definitely a hierarchy. Oh, what is it? Um, so I would say jock straps at the very top. I. What kind though? Uh, I'll get into this in a moment because okay, I think okay, I know. Okay, where you're going yeah, with I'll this. let you go. Um, jock straps at the begin at the top. Okay. I would say probably thongs after that, but it has to be like the classic style, like not a g-string or any of that. It's nothing like lacy, you know. Just like it's like a brief, but it's in a thong style. Um, then I would say briefs, mm-hmm. like a nice, like, yeah, you know, I, small yeah. brief, the classic brief, then, then probably boxer brief. Okay. And I'm oh, sorry. I would do trunks and then boxer briefs and then maybe boxers. Mm-hmm. And then finally at the bottom is the catch all for the G strings. And then my very least favorite is whatever those like assless briefs are. Yeah. It's like a jockstrap brief mm-hmm. high, but like, uh, I feel like Andrew Christian is Probably. like the main pusher of yeah. that product. Are you mostly wear boxer briefs? You've seen my underwear. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're like briefs, right? Or like boxer briefs, like mid, mid. No, thigh. they're, they're definitely trunks. They're like tight trunks, but I, I'm thinking of actually also skid marked. No, no, new, no, I, I don't poop there. It's uh-huh. sealed. I, I'm thinking of actually going into the classic briefs. You should. So I'm, I was so close. Actually, it's, it's giving like straight guy. I know. And like, I like professional straight guy, you know, clean cut straight guy. Yeah. But you, you need to go smaller. My partner wears briefs and I love that he wears briefs. I'm like, you know you what? You also like a Speedo now, which it took exactly. forever to get you into a Speedo. And but now, now you, that's all energy, you wear. It's part of my personality. Right. I so, don't have to develop one now because I wear Speedos. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But same thing with briefs. It could just be an extension. I got to go back to my original question. What kind of jock? Oh, like a more classic athletic style. I only like the, the white, like the bike band. brand. Yes, yeah. I think that's like the, the only mesh, one that's the meshy sort of yeah. pouch, the, the yeah. wide band, the wide band. That's mm-hmm. like specifically mm-hmm. what I like. And yeah, I only like it white. I think everything else, nah. And then I also like the thong g string, not for me. Oh, definitely not a g string um, or thong. 
you also said boxers were like towards the bottom. Yeah. Did you ever see like, I feel like a lot of movies growing up, they always had like the loose boxer fit on like really, really hot guys. Yeah. I like, I still kind of associate like the hot straight guy wearing boxer. So I would put the boxer like a little bit higher. No boxer to me, psycho behavior because there's zero support in that. And so you're just free hanging all day, yeah. which is not comfortable. Like, why are you dealing with that? And then when you're wearing pants, like your junk gets caught on oh, yeah. one side. It's so a G string. It becomes a G string. It's, it's awful. Um, and then also with all that loose material with like straight guys, I just, like I said, I know they're skid marked. Um, so box, boxers just give me serious ick. I was saying that I really think that underwear has such an important place in queer culture. Like I feel like one of the first places where a lot of us had a yeah. sexual awakening was mm-hmm. the underwear aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew. Exactly. Did you have that? Yeah. When I went there, I would, I would tell me more. Where was it? What age were you? So it was a very, I don't know how big of a, of a brand this store was, but, um, Mervin's, have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It was, it's similar to Kohl's. I would say okay. So they're completely out. I think, I don't know when they went under maybe 2008. Uh, but it's very similar to Kohl's. They were like one of those um, uh, big department stores at malls. And uh, I remember that's where like we would go and, you know, get our socks and underwear. And I would love, 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 love to pass that aisle because I would get to see the packages and that get to see, you know, all the buff headless torsos or maybe just like the all around like good looking American model on the cover. Yeah. I remember fairly young, like maybe nine or 10 ish when we would go to the mall, my mom would spend forever at the makeup counter at like a JC Penney's or something. Maybe it was a Nordstrom actually. And I would just sort of like roam off and it was near like the men's like underwear and socks were near the cosmetic area. And I remember seeing like the fancier packages of like branded fashionable underwear and it would be like ripped models with like the exaggerated Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. Bold sort of thing. And then I also remember when I started playing baseball, going to the sports and smelling the cups of the boys. Yes, totally. (laughs) Um, going to the sports goods store and they would have the jock straps. Yeah. And even early on, I was like, Oh yeah. I I don't, yeah. The classic white, um, jock strap. Oh, you can't get better than that. Cannot. And I think it's been an important thing for me for a long time. Like, number one, I just think it looks good. Um, and things like jock straps are functional for more than just wear. Um, but when I started working in corporate America, my first job was a company that has a fairly, like, old school, stricter dress code. Mm-hmm. And so I had to dress every day in, like, khakis or slacks and like boring button downs so underwear was like a little bit of a way for me to claw back some of that power i guess did you wear jock straps yeah it could be in like a you know neon pink jock strap underneath like the most conservative outfit and for me it was just like a little bit of a power move would you ever feel like conscious self-conscious of it like showing the line the band line no i'd probably want them to see it oh slut you're such a slut honestly around that office there were a lot of hot guys so more uh, open invitation to them it's more just like you can stare at it guys hi i'm here cindy it's just bones yeah (laughs) barely hanging on (laughs) (laughs) it's taped on oh god my butt's bigger now 
Yeah, it ha- yeah. I have told you that you have uh, put on some muscle in all the right places. Mm-hmm. So uh, for this week's no notes section, we're gonna talk about Gemini, which is a San Francisco queer party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have its own venue, but uh, you've actually been to a couple of Gemini parties now, right? Yeah. So Gemini historically, as far as I know of, was more of a day party mm-hmm. and has, from what I've seen, transitioned to mostly nighttime parties now. And there's a few of these around the city. Electrolux. What's the one they do at El Rio? Um, or is daytime it, Realness. Daytime Realness. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of these different like parties and I think we'll do this ongoing in a, parties. We'll yeah. do this in an, up, in an upcoming episode, but there's been a shift and people going out to like the bars and more so going to these ticketed events. And Gemini is probably one of the more popular ones here in the city. Notably, you called it queer, which it is. It's it's they do a really good job, I think, of like emphasis on um, being the, inclusive yeah. and even the all the advertisements that they do on instagram and such they tend to show like the more like uh gender queer yeah and like just to it yeah. people that are dressed in all kinds of unique fashion so I, I really love that about it but yeah recurring sort of party it's almost monthly i think i've gone to it a few times at eve nightclub here in san francisco and i've i think it's pretty fun yeah i i think it's been at club six before but um and we've been to club six before but um, this was my first experience with Gemini, and I, I was glad to see it at a bigger venue like yeah. Club Six. Yeah. So this was, I, I think it was the second anniversary of Gemini. So this is a little bit different. Um, so they're always they're always themed, um, and usually, uh, or the last several that I've been to, they were color themed. So it was like black, pink, etc., and people would just go in that color. Um, this one, I think for the second anniversary, they want to do something a little bit grander and a little bit wilder. Yeah. And so this theme was like a lingerie, uh, theme and it was in club six, which as Alex mentioned, we have gone to other parties there and it's a significantly bigger two story venue. Yeah. I, I love that they did this venue because it's, it's big without having it be so uh complicated like there's no there's like there's not so many small rooms like it's basically a it's ground, two dance floors exactly a ground level dance floor uh and two bars room. and then yeah you go downstairs and there is a basement level it's pretty big yeah another bar and then you also have uh yeah like a, a dark room yeah um i will say and i meant to talk about this at the beginning but another thing i love about gemini is they do the uh, BIPOC tickets. Yeah. And they also, um, do like, you can reach out if you have like an affordability issue and they'll work with you. I don't really know what that means, but mm-hmm. they list it on every single one of their, um, ticket or sorry, every one of their event posters. Yeah. And I love that because obviously with these events being ticket events, it becomes a little, it can become a little bit more exclusive. So yeah. I like that they are not letting that become a barrier to coming, hanging out and being in like a safe queer space. Yeah. And for people that don't know BIPOC, it's a black indigenous person of color. And like Colby said, they have uh, an option, specific number of tickets for BIPOC people. I think it's at a 
it's like at a it has its own uh, amount of tickets. A, yeah, yeah. So that probably. doesn't like sell out like the regular general admission. So yeah, I it's I great that they do that. Love love that. And um what did you think about the party this 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 weekend? Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was it, first of all it was it was it was a good time. Um how many of us were there? Like uh, probably like around 8. 8 or 9. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, was actually a little concerned, not concerned, but I didn't know how many people would actually show up because first of all, there's an atmospheric river going on. Yes. And I think for the first time this year, there were so many competing parties. Yes. There was the um, white Palm Springs party in San Francisco, yep. which wasn't white themed, superhero themed. There was also uh, Sasha Colby um, at Oasis. So and, I was, and then Electra Lux the night before. So yeah. it wasn't clear how many people would be doing round Willing. two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, it was like a great crowd, especially um, like I, I left a little early. But when I was leaving, it was like the perfect amount of people where it's busy, but it's not so bad that there is no space for you to just hang out and chill. Mm hmm. Um, so I think like the crowd size was like exactly what you'd want. Yeah. I left at 2 a.m. and people were still piling in yeah. and it was really busy. So, yeah, I mean, I think it overall, uh, it was clearly successful and popular. Um, another thing I want to say about the Gemini um, folks, whoever run the party, yeah. I feel like they're always really nice. Yeah. Um, the Everyone from like the entry yeah. to um coat check yeah the bar like i've never had an attitude problem at their parties yeah and i feel like we run into that at a lot of of these gay events and it just kind of puts you in a bad mood but they they seem like really professional at running this event yeah they're extremely nice and you can really that you can see that they care about inclusivity because you know not only are they having models on their advertisements but actual there's i, I saw a great number of of non-binary trans people at the party and it's so it's like great for them to be at these spaces like it's not just all shirtless men with six packs like yeah. there's actually diversity in the crowd now i will say for the theme for lingerie lingerie theme um more people including those in our group could have done a better job of Sorry. dressing for the theme yeah so i just no what we'll tell well, them what did we go as originally so we last weekend thought it'd be so so funny if we went in, if we went in like sleeping tunics with sleeping hats and a candle, think like Ebenezer Scrooge, like nighttime Ebenezer Scrooge, yeah, like Merlin, Disney Merlin is what we looked like. <laughs> so we somehow I was able to get these plastic battery powered candles into the the club. I was wearing my he tunic, them up his butt. yeah, a lot of room back there. But I was wearing the tunic, so everyone was just giving me, like, stares. It, it was, like, striped. We looked like boy in, in the striped, striped pajamas. pajamas. Yeah. Um, but we were able to get through. We, that's, I don't really understand. Uh, what was the connection to lingerie? That we <laughs> well, it was, like, sleepwear. Yeah, it was, like, And sleepwear. we were just, like, you know what would be great is if we went in, like, Victorian yeah. So we actually like, did a pretty funny little. Funny to us. Yeah, funny to us. <laughs> this yeah but in these kind of events if you're not showing enough skin or anything people are like what the fuck are you doing i think it's so like it's a brand new like a great perspective when you can show up to these places funny because just have usually, fun yeah just have fun like a lot of the times these parties they become you know more about like how sexy you are which is fine but i think it's like refreshing to see like a comedy spin to it yeah i will say that 
um, themed parties usually become really exhausting to me because you have to have a whole separate like costume wardrobe. Like how many times have we been invited to a silver space themed kind of party? Yeah. yeah. But I, I do like the Gemini one that it's like a little broader. So if it's like just pink or just black or whatever, a lot you, of interpretation, you can make it whatever you yeah. want. And you are a person that gets kind of stressed out. With oh themes. my God. Because if, if it can feel like too restrictive, yeah. but like just a color or something, that's easy. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, How did you feel about, so underneath the tunic, <laughs> you had uh, an yeah, actual. I was, yeah. I was wearing a jock strap and then I had silk, like oversized boxer briefs on top of it. And then of course the standard tank top because it's always hot in these sort of parties. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a must. Did you ever take off the shorts to reveal the jockstrap? No. How do you like? Do you how do you feel about people getting down in their jockstraps and parties? I mean, I think that's, I think it's fine. I think the only time it becomes concerning is when it's the spaces of the issue. Yeah. Like I and people's like butts are up against you and it's sweaty. Like I don't want to touch that. So uh, agreed. Like I, I'm super hygienic. Yeah, I don't know about everyone else, so it feels a little gross to me to yeah. see that many people down to their jockstrap. Like, yeah. it's cool when you have like the band up and you're like just kind of being cheeky and revealing it. I don't know that I need to like see your ass. I always think about the update on my monkeypox vaccine <laughs> during these <laughs> events. I'm always like, yeah, I definitely got the second one. I'll be good. Yeah, it feels a little unhygienic. Um but you know what? To each to each their own. But I'm not probably not getting down to it. Plus, um, I will say this: like gay men, we are not the best with consent. You know, like yeah, we yep. will do sort of the same thing that I think a lot of women experience, yeah. where it's like it, people take it as an open invitation to touch and grab. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. You know, just still, just because you're showing your ass. And uh, uh, one thing I will mention is that Gemini was really, really good about in their advertisements. Hey. Yeah consent is a, is a thing well and that was the signal that this gemini was going to be different than the other ones not just the part about consent because i think they're all they always yeah. care about that but just there was so much emphasis on on this one and some of the advertisement they were showing they showed a sling and yeah. that this was going to be a more sex positive or sex forward party mm-hmm. um which like how do you feel about that how do you feel about parties that are you know sex is a major theme of it it's gonna happen regardless so like sex sex at a lot of these parties is going to happen regardless of whether there's a space for it or not i'd rather have a proper space for it because i i don't want to be in a dark room it's kind of interesting it's still novel to me as many times as i've seen it and i expect it i've never adjusted to it because like if you go to a straight bar and people start having sex they get kicked out yeah you know so they go to the bathroom well straight people are they love to be on their, you know, high horse the entire time, but they go to the stall and they have sex and they do blow. They, they're oh, just yeah. a lot better I mean, They're guilty of it. all the same things for sure. But it's just, it's um, knowing that it's going to be like such a recurring thing and you're going to see a bunch of it is just something I haven't adjusted to. Um, but I will say, and the, kudos to Gemini for this, um, the dark room was kind of like sexy and dare I even say romantic this time. So this was the first time that I've seen a dark. So we got there really early. Yeah. We got there right. We were when like it opened. Some of the, we were the second group of people in this place. Like my coat check number was three. So we were <laughs> really, really uh, one of the first people to get there, but they decorated the, the dark room. They put um, these, what see through 
what would you call the material? Yeah, like see-through kind of meshy curtains. Um, and they sectioned off like certain parts within the dark room and they put couches. They had couches. Um, and uh, again, also kudos to the Gemini team. Everything was super freaking clean. Like yeah. I realized we had just gotten there, but I mean, that's not like a nice club per se. It's kind of gross. Yeah. And at least the setup they had put, everything felt like sparkling clean and yeah. nice. Um, but... I th- like we had gone to another party at this venue and that dark room was literally disgusting, disgusting. Like the floor was sticky. Yeah. The- yeah. There's definitely no couches. There's definitely no curtains. Like it was just like a hallway yeah. where people were having sex, but they actually created like little intimate spaces within yeah. this. Um, also including a sling. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up disposing of our battery candles uh on the sides of the sling so and it it, it made it even more it looked like a seance like it was it was cute it was cute i think we have a funny picture of it that i'll I'll put up um but can i tell you what happened last night what so i left early at 12 what what happened do you remember what i've always wanted to see at Folsom and never saw someone getting fisted and i saw it last night in the most sling in the sling in the most (sighs) casual manner like can you we, describe the people? Um, Is I, it the classic people that you would expect? No, to get no, they looked like um, uh, aged out twinks, like twenty eight. Oh, maybe. yeah, yeah, okay, I get um, that. So Andrea suggested we do another lap uh-huh. through the dark area. Just, just you know, it's s- fun. Everybody it's wants so to funny. see what's going on. Like yeah. you, you may not want to participate, but you like I've seen previous coworkers getting railed out before. There's, n- there's no bonding with your friends, like going through a dark dark room yeah it's like a haunted house of it sorts. is it is like you be, you come out stronger yeah um and we can all just have a little cheeky laugh about it yeah um but this guy with really massive balls by the way um was just getting fisted in the most casual fashion no noises he was just smiling up at the guy doing it and it wasn't like a little hand he was already almost to elbow oh, shit um and it, people oh were God. standing around just staring, I think in awe, yeah. like that this was just, I would be scared. I actually had to stay there for a few seconds and just watch because I was like, I, I've not seen this. Happen. Andrea told me that he got nauseous and had to like look away. <laughs> he got like lightheaded. <laughs> Honestly, the I'd, be, I'd be kind of shocked too, but he was like, I, I need to like talk to a scientist or like an anatomist. Like how does the like this not completely damage the, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to get in there. We're yeah, sex positive. I think those, pod. I think those walls just expand, you know, Man, but I mean, like, you should know, Oh God. Um, um, but I was just so floored to see that. I'm like, wow. At a casual party yeah. of all places. Yeah. Um, well you can check it off your bucket list now. Yeah. You can die. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> Be happy. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I wanted to talk about the music. So that was actually on my notes, like the actual notes section. This is your critique. Yes. I did not. I actually hated the music. Um, if anyone from Gemini listens to this, I also agree. Um, at one point we looked at each other and we're like, did they just repeat the same song? It will. It sounded like it was going on for 45 minutes over and over. Maybe it's like more to the DJ, but they got to. And this is actually a critique I have of every Gemini party that I've ever been to. The music has not been it. Yeah. So I think they, they seem to work with 
some sort of repeat DJs that whoever runs these events must really like. Or they are a producer and they're like, this is my time to... The music is very niche. Like, rarely do I hear a song that I have heard, a beat that I've heard. And you and I both listen to yeah. a ton of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like it's bleeding edge stuff that, like, you know, we just haven't heard yet. Um, it's just, it gets kind of weird. And I will say, though, um, they, so the two different dance floors, they had different types of music going on. Uh, neither were circuity, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting it away pots from and pans. Yeah, I can appreciate getting away from that. Um, but downstairs was just like this recurring, like, beats that, that weren't yeah. really distinguishable as anything. I would only describe it as the sunken. I felt like I was in the sunken. Well, the downstairs of that club always feels yeah. like that anyway. Yeah, but the music did not help. It was more of a of a feel like the music was so loud that they wanted you to feel it rather than listen to it. Yeah. At some point though, the energy definitely changed. Like every time I've been to Club Six, I've never enjoyed the upstairs. That always has felt weird. Yeah. But this time actually the downstairs got like kind of spooky as yeah. it tends to do and upstairs um they had like some lights going on it was cuter upstairs. it was cuter it felt lighter it was yeah. easier to just vibe with your friends yeah. and there were some like tracks i didn't know them that did have a little little pop vibe to them yeah. um and the girls were vibing then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so upstairs did become cuter um but i would just say we need some you need to bring us something we yeah we're used to a little. Another critique was the um the coat check. Oh, it was probably because it was only for like the one line. It was probably one of the like poorly planned check lines I've ever had. They one person would give you a paper bag and you would put your your stuff in it, and then like they had they weren't keeping track of like. Did you pay? Like, yes, I paid. I gave you a 20. Like, give me 15 back. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to explain to them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at one point, they were like, oh, we forgot to give the guy a number. Like, how are we going to check that their number is associated with their stuff? Like, it was, it was, yeah, it wasn't good. And then when I was leaving, there was, like, probably 45 people in line because they were just not organized. They, yeah, it was just wasn't. Also, um, Paying for coat checks pretty crazy, in my opinion. I only, I'm only, I only know paying for coat checks, so I wouldn't know anything else. Yeah, but how much was it? Was it five bucks? It was five bucks. Yeah. Um, I think they had, yeah, they had credit cards, um, accepted, but well, I mean, like I've, I know of pay coat checks at clubs where maybe you haven't paid to get in, but for a ticketed party where the tickets are like forty dollars, yeah, that's that's true. I think that's a little crazy. That's a fair um, point. Especially in the city, people are wearing jackets, it's raining, mm-hmm. um yeah. cold time of the year. I don't know. It's just that part silly. It did look really inefficient. Um and they had like a paper list where you just wrote your name down instead yep. of like the ticketed, yeah. you know, like yeah. um yeah, it looked really poorly done. Yeah, it looked like they just thought of it like last minute. And I did see they posted like someone took the wrong bag last night. Oh, so, shit. So I don't think it was going well. Oh, it, sucks to suck. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall, though, I thought it was it was good. One thing that stuck out to me is that it never got as hot downstairs as it did the Great last time. Great ventilation. 
bands which were great. tells me the last party we went to there was the harder party mm-hmm. and the only thing that was fucking harder about that party was that it was harder to breathe downstairs <laughs> because the walls were literally sweating and, and they it, were oh my clearly gosh. it just clearly it doesn't have to be like that they just chose to either not run the ac or the fans yeah. or whatever the fungus from the last of us started in that oh percent harder oh and god i think we've critiqued this before why do these parties always have to be so goddamn hot? Like, no. I, I understand that someone's thinking like, oh, people are going to take their shirts off if it's hotter. There's a limit. Their drugs work better, whatever. Sis, the people yeah. are going to be doing that one way or another. If it's hotter than 75 inside a bar, like, it's hot. It's hot. Your People are going to be sweating. You're going to have another liability. Totally. Um, another critique, when we went to the, and this is not unique to Gemini, but just something I think Gemini could do better. When we went to the Bears in Space party, they gave out free earplugs. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Cause, and it stuck out to me last night. It was so loud. So they did have a vending machine. But you had to pay for it. You had to pay for it. I mean, I brought yeah. some, but I think you had yeah. it. Yeah. And um, yeah, you can say you should bring it and all that. But like how inexpensive yeah. is that? They should have gotten it. Uh, yeah. The, all the and other again, parties these, will these have like cups. ticketed parties are not just like five or ten dollars. Yeah. Right. These sometimes these events are like 60, 80 dollars yeah. depending on the tier that you get. It's not that crazy for them to like add on a few yeah. little things like that. They also just make the experience better. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another thing that I was kind of ticked off about is uh we got there right when the party started and it was raining and they made us wait for another 15 to 20 minutes. And it was like, I I think it's because it was raining. They weren't yeah ready at the time. I mean, to be fair, who shows up right yeah, when the door is exactly. open. Yeah. So that yeah. was like on us, but I will say like, yeah, the ticket said 10 PM and it wasn't ready till like 10, 20 or something yeah. like that. But again, the staff was so nice yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, and especially they, you know, they even communicated that to us like, Hey, it's going to be a few yeah. more minutes. Like we're working on it. Um, so I appreciated that. Yeah. I, I get it. Um, but yeah, it's, it would have sucked if we like, there was very little cover and yeah. if there had been even slightly longer line we would have been standing in the rain yeah uh, just getting drenched and it sucks when the theme is laundry (laughs) so like you're gonna be cold um but overall this is a party that i would go back to this is a party that i would recommend to yeah i'm a fan of gemini i like keep doing what you're doing um i just think that there's some like slight tweaks that could be done to make it a fun party but i really love that it's such an inclusive party yes you're gonna see like the circuity kind of crowd they're always there but i feel like it it just feels like a more positive environment it's a lot more polished it's a lot more positive it's gonna be a more diverse group than like the it's not all circuit queens there yeah and i love um them playing around with the venues a little bit too like give us a different space here and there Um, yeah it's a playfulness to like the party scene the queer nightlife in san francisco that i I really appreciate you can also tell that um they try to create like an actual production like i don't know if you noticed there was like actual decor up things Mm -hmm. hanging from Mm -hmm. the ceiling lights you know they didn't just take a venue and it's the parties at whatever this club is yeah. they, they actually tried to like create an environment the go-go boys that they had yeah they had very go-go diverse boys. yes and diverse, like and yep. they were serving it Serve, um, though great dancers so i i thought it um it, it was a fun time and i hope we do another gemini soon me too me too anything else that's it those are my notes all right well thanks for listening this week and we'll talk to you soon all right see ya 
Hey, it's Colby and Alex here. Thank you for listening to No Notes. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share with your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram at No Notes Pod, one word, where you'll find updates on new episodes and see more into our lives and the stories that we share with you on the show. Your support means the world to us. Until next time, keep it real and keep it queer.